Tonight on Huckabee, Texas Congressman Pat Fallon, political strategist and pollster John McLaughlin, Hocus Pocus Fun with magician John Michael Hinton, Christian pop sensation Kay Thompson. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Milbury. And now, here's Mike Huckabee! Uh, welcome, everybody. What a great crowd we've got here in our theater. If you have never joined us for a show in person, man, you ought to go to Huckabee.tv, click on how to get tickets, and show up. It's just a whole lot of fun, as these people will probably tell you by the time we finish this show tonight. I bet they will. Well, our friend Matt Walsh is the author of a riveting book called What is a Woman? And he's also the host of the documentary of the same title. Now, he's been to our show several times, most recently to discuss his expose of Vanderbilt Medical Center's transgender program. He recently made perhaps the most succinct summation of what is at stake in the midterm election with this one simple yet revealing tweet. Here's what Matt said. The Democrats have settled on their closing argument. Vote for us so that we can castrate children Use your money to pay for abortions and put pornography in the schools. And if you don't vote for us, then you're a Nazi and democracy will die. Wow. You know, that pretty well sums it up. I mean, if you give power to the Democrats, you're giving it to the most extreme leftists ever to hold power in the entire history of the United States. Hey, these are not your grandfather's Democrats. And if you don't vote for them, you're going to be labeled a bigot, transphobe, racist, fascist, and a Nazi. Yep, somehow you're going to be all of that and even worse. By the way, if you watched the debate in the Pennsylvania Senate race between Dr. Mehmet Oz and Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, you might realize that Democrats aren't even pretending to put forward candidates who can make sense or get through a simple sentence. They expect you to vote for them because they've told you that Republicans are bad. Now, here's just a sample of the cringe-worthy performance of John Fetterman this past week. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. We can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying in, uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to, to pay their own way. I should have offered a $100 bill to anyone in the studio audience who could tell me what he just said. I don't know. I'd keep the 100 bucks, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, look, to be fair, I realize Fetterman is recovering from a stroke and has been for the past five months. But he has chosen to remain on the ballot and to pretend that he is healthy enough to carry out the rigors of duty that he would have as a U.S. senator. And the press has gone along with that. Well, at least until he finally attempted to show up at a debate. And despite being given two, two 70-inch TV screens to see the questions on closed captioning, he struggled to understand the questions or to be able to give a coherent answer. If Pennsylvania voters should actually elect him, 
then we truly are staring at the last days of this great republic. Over in Arizona, the Democrat running for governor, Katie Hobbs, has refused to get anywhere near a debate with the Republican nominee, Carrie Lake, who has become a conservative rock star for her clear and unapologetic takedown of the bias in the press and in the cowardice of her opponent. First, let's hear from Democrat Katie Hobbs talking about her opponent, and then a clip of her opponent, Republican Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake has made it clear time and time again that she's not interested in having substantive, in-depth conversations about the issues that matter to Arizonans. She just came and sat down with me and, and answered my questions for, for a lot of minutes. Let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. This is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Hillary Clinton, Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? You know, we are less than two weeks from the election. Voters sometimes surprise me, and sometimes they disappoint, and they even disgust me. I mean, they sure did when they didn't elect me president, right? <laughs> but I have to believe that there are enough Americans who, even if they are longtime Democrats or even philosophical liberals, maybe they'll realize that voting for people who can't tell what a woman is or who think men can get pregnant or who believe that we ought to let violent criminals back on the streets to injure and kill again, those folks just aren't smart. Or voting for candidates who think having a wide open border, allowing drugs to flow in, and the trafficking of children to be sex slaves, who think that's okay. Or who believe that inflation isn't really a big deal and think we ought to be thrilled that heating our homes or filling our gas tanks, costing twice as much, is okay because it'll make us more likely to buy an electric car or eat lawn clippings instead of a ribeye. Not me, I'd take the ribeye any day over the lawn clippings. It is, of course, sounds like a lot of folks in this audience would rather have the ribeye too. It is, of course, your vote and your choice. But don't you owe it to yourself to vote for the policies that will protect and empower your families rather than to redefine what a family is? And if you believe that, don't just vote your party. Vote your principles. And your children and your grandchildren, they are depending on it. <laughs> Congressman Pat Fallon represents more than 700,000 constituents in the state of Texas. He believes they're the real bosses. And in this final stretch leading up to Election Day, some Democrats all over the country are about to find out who their bosses are. And maybe, just maybe, some of them ought to start looking for new jobs. Would you please welcome back to the show, Texas Congressman Pat Fallon. So, Pat, you are from an energy state called Texas. Yes, sir. You guys produce Have you a lot heard of, of it. Uh, live right next door to it, <laughs> so I totally understand it. But it's a big energy state. Mm -hmm. It's huge, and it is uh, an important part of America's uh, prosperity. This administration has all but said we don't want to pump anything out of our own ground. How big a deal is that? Not just to Texas, sure. 
but to the country. You know, it's really shocking because on day one, what did he do? He canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have provided about 830 million barrels of oil, or I'm sorry, 830,000 barrels of oil a day yeah. to Canada and the United States. And then that first week, he said, you know what? No more permits for drilling on federal lands and waters. And he just, and then they're also slow walking liquefied natural gas permits. And they've declared open war on the American energy sector. So what ends up happening is gas prices go up. Who could have imagined Who could have that? Yeah. $2.38 when he came, came in office, at roughly about $3.90 now. So we're paying 60% more. The average American family is going to pay $1,400 more a year uh, in gasoline. But we're going to make, because of inflation, $5,000 less in real wages. And Joe Biden has never signed the front of one paycheck. And that's what happens. Yeah. Elections have consequences when you have a fella that doesn't understand how the economy works. So, Congressman, uh, President Biden says don't worry about it because he's going to be able to get the oil that we need, not from the Saudis who told him no, but we can get it out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. This drives me insane, Governor. Thank you for mentioning this. So under President Trump, first of all, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was founded in 1975 for an, uh, you know, national emergency, act of God, time of war. Yeah. Not for political expediency. So what do we see? Under President Trump, it was at 695 million barrels at its height. Today, it's at about 401 million barrels, so a 43% reduction. To give it context, China has about a billion dollars or I'm sorry, a billion barrels mm. uh, in, in reserve, and their economy is not even as large as ours. It shouldn't be by fiat or decree. I filed legislation, H.R. 7996, to require it to be a, an act of Congress to tap into the reserve. But even if we did, uh, President Trump tried to fill those reserves back up to full capacity. Mm -hmm. and, and as I recall, he was going to be paying, I don't know, a, a 20, very, I think. what was it, $20, yeah, $20 a barrel? Yeah. And right now, we'd be paying, what, 90 a barrel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, President Trump, he buys low, he sells high. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> if this Congress thing doesn't work out for you, Pat, I, I, I know there's some stages where you can play and do well. <laughs> well President Trump, that was out of love, by the way, just like last time. <laughs> no, but, you know, he, he did it, and they were ridiculing him then. Yeah. It was a very good time to buy and fill up the stocks because, you know, when it's at 100, 120, maybe you can sell a little bit. But it should be, you know, Congress, the legislative branch has to exert ourselves because we're supposed to be co-equal branches of government and the executive branch has grown you're really out of control reassure me that you guys are going to actually do something and not just go take the power but but not have it turn out like it did in the midterms under Obama where nothing really changed well you don't want Paul Boehner you know or I'm Paul Boehner John Boehner or Paul you know Paul yeah, Ryan kind of the same weren't they uh, yeah that's kind of a morph yeah. it's like they had a baby yeah <laughs> 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 I don't know what that kid's going to look like. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want him being Speaker of the House. Right. I'll put it that way. We need to be like President Reagan and like what you did when you were Governor of Arkansas. You paint with bold colors, not soft pastels. Yeah. And I've we've told this not only myself, but many others have talked to Kevin McCarthy and said, when you're Speaker, we have to, if we don't act boldly, we're going to lose the country. Yeah. It's, that's really what's at stake here. And people want to see results. Now, to manage expectations, we're not going to win the White House back in 2022. Sure. So there's going to be divided government. And I do think, particularly after that Fetterman debacle, I've never seen anything like that in the no one has. decades that yeah. I've been watching this stuff, that I think we will take the Senate back as well. I bet you about 238 is going to be my number in the House. We need mm. 280, 218, yeah. so about 20 above. 
And we will, and we have to. That's why I ran for office. I was so sick and tired. That's why you ran for president. These pe members of Congress are almost like the Holy Roman Empire, like these little mini princes, and all they care about is their little valley. Yeah. How about the country? How about yeah. putting the country before your own political... Absolutely. Agenda? Absolutely. I think every American would love to see Congress look at the big picture. Now, if they do that, they can't pass bills because Joe Biden will veto everything that the Republicans send him. But you can launch significant investigations yes. and inquiries into things that I think every American has a right to find out, whether it's the Department of Justice and FBI corruption, whether it's uh, did Joe Biden get a cut out of Hunter's $11 million deal with China and the Chinese Communist Party-backed businesses over there. I mean, those are serious things that we know one thing. Eric Swalwell will never look at it. Neither will Adam Schiff, no. but will the Republicans. I hope you haven't eaten because I just got <laughs> nauseous when you mentioned those names. But will you guys do it? Yeah, we're, we're, I sit on the oversight committee, and Jamie Comer is going to be the chair, and he's a great guy, and he does a lot of really hard lifting, uh, heavy lifting for the American people. We're going to have a parking space outside of the Rayburn building where we meet, and it's going to say Alejandro Mayorkas. He's because he's going to be in front of that committee so often. And right next to that, there's going to be Hunter Biden. Because we got to find things out. Yeah. Uh, with Alejandro Mayorkas, he said, and he's the Homeland Security Director, yeah. he said and testified under oath in Congress last year that the border was secure. Yeah. The border was secure. We've had more fentanyl. We had 107,000 deaths last year in this country to opioid overdoses, 80,000 of them from fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Most of that is made in China, or as President Trump would say, China. China. <laughs> and, and people are dying. I mean, this is asymmetrical warfare that yeah. China's launching on us. We lost 320 Americans during World War II every day. We're losing 293 to these opioid overdoses every day. And this is China's fault. We have to hold them to account. That is not a secure border. It is wide open. Yes, it is. And we have to hold Mayorkas to account. I'm glad to hear that you're going to. And, uh, Congressman, we always love having you. You get a lot said in a great amount of time. We thank you very much. I know that uh, you're one of keep up with Congressman Fallon in real time and get his newsletter. You want to know how to do that? Pretty simple. If you go to Huckabee.tv, we link you to the Congressman and how to get his newsletter. And I think you'll uh, be enjoying when they get the majority and you'll see him front and center on the oversight committee doing what they ought to be doing, a little oversight. Speaking of oversight, Keith Bilbrey has some oversight on all that we have coming on the show tonight. He is going to share that with you right now. Well, up next, we salute a Huck's hero and later Christian music star Kane Thompson tonight on Huckabee. The important work of Samaritan's Purse never stops. And that's because of the grace of God and your generosity. You can make a difference by partnering with Samaritan's Purse and lending a helping hand in Jesus' name or going to the Samaritan's Purse website and calling them today. I really hope you will. Thank you and God bless you. Well, we all want to help those who are living with disabilities, but with as many hurting people as there are, it sometimes can feel like that our efforts are maybe pointless. But tonight's Huck's hero proves that armed with the love of God and the talents that he's gifted us with, a small act can turn into something far bigger than we ever imagined. Watch. I never set out to do anything like this. 
We came from humble means. Growing up, I really didn't know what an engineer was, but I was good at fixing things. So eventually I became one and I got my PhD from MIT and had a good job as a biomedical engineer. One day on a trip to Morocco, I saw a woman dragging herself on the ground. That one encounter would change my life. Later, I learned that there are over 75 million people just like that woman who had to crawl or be carried everywhere. As an engineer, I thought, why can't this be solved? So in my garage, I built the first prototypes of a low-cost, durable wheelchair made of readily available parts. At first, people thought I might have a few loose screws of my own. But after we distributed the first four wheelchairs on a mission trip to India, those four became a hundred and people started to encourage me to keep going. So I took a big risk to leave for-profit work to start a non-profit free wheelchair mission. That was almost 22 years ago. And now we've distributed more than 1.3 million wheelchairs across 94 different countries around the world. I was just an engineer from a small town, but I was called to do this life of service a life that I could not have ever imagined. We're not done until everybody who needs a wheelchair has one. It has to happen. God did not make us to crawl. Please give a big welcome to the founder and president of the Free Wheelchair Mission and the author of this book, Miracle Wheels, the story of a mission to bring mobility to the world, Dr. Don Schoendorfer. Don, great to have you here. What an incredible ministry God has given you. And it all started with a PhD from MIT. You're building wheelchairs and you've given 1.3 million of them away. That's why you are our Huff's hero tonight. How did this start? I saw a woman trying to cross the road. Actually, she got across the road in Morocco on the dirt, dirt road using her fingernails mm. for traction, dragging her legs behind her. And all she wanted to do was, she was just hoping nobody would step on her. And nobody was doing anything about it because it's life in a developing country. And, uh, okay, what, what, why did I see this? And I went back to home and I spent 20 years trying to develop my career and start a family and buy a house and all this stuff. And then uh, I've raised I, teenage daughters. You know how they can bring you to your... Your knees? Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's what happened to me. And then I said, uh, you know, maybe I should uh, take God a little bit more seriously. Because I knew he had created the universe. I always gave him credit yeah. for that. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he's got all this other stuff to worry about. And I was pretty good solving my own problems until I got these problems. So then uh, I, um, I tried doing mentoring. I tried doing tutoring. And did you ever get a call, a, a, a call from God? Yeah, you know, some people said, do you hear an audible voice? I say, no, it's a lot louder than that. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like, Don, hello? Is, this is the Lord speaking. And uh, I don't know why you're wasting your time. You're not using the tools I gave you. Why don't you use the gifts I gave you? And then he hung up. Oh, he said, and to build the kingdom. Hmm. And then, he's, then he hung up. What's amazing, you've created a prototype. We have a uh, one of the versions over here, we can see it on the screen. And now you can mass produce them and get these. And it just blows me away. Um, how can people help you? 
What can people do if they want to be a partner? Maybe they, they're not an engineer, but they could finance some wheelchairs. Well, the secret is, we have two secrets, so it's really hard for people to understand this. $75 million, how can you wrap your, your head around mm -hmm. that? $96 of what that chair costs. That's it, $96. To have it manufactured, shipped, delivered, adjusted, and then the training, $96. Wow. If, if, if the audience could spread those two ideas, yeah. people will eventually want to come and help us. You know, it makes sense to me, Don, is people are start thinking about what they're going to get people for Christmas, and they can't think of anything that the people that they, in their families that they need, they could buy wheelchairs for people across the world in the name of their family members. And I don't know of anybody that wouldn't be thrilled to death to know that instead of getting a pair of socks they didn't need, somebody in the rest of the world got a wheelchair that went in their name. And that could be a great way to give the best Christmas they've ever given. That's powerful. That's why you are our Hux hero tonight, Don. And if you want to learn more about the free wheelchair mission, as well as how you can help I've given you a great Christmas gift idea. Plus, if you want to get the book, Miracle Wheels, and, and really learn the depth of what Don has done, it's just an incredible story. If you go to Huckabee.tv, you'll get links to all of what Don is doing. Right now, we're going to link ourselves over to Keith Bilbrey. He's going to turn the wheel, and he'll be telling us what's coming up next. Well, next, Mike talks about saving children and women's sports with champion swimmer Riley Gaines. And later, the astounding magic of John Michael Hinton on Huckabee. MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow AdGovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. And welcome back. Trey Corley and the Music City Connection is bringing us back to the music of Michael Jackson. Little song perfect for Halloween, Thriller. Yeah. And you missed it, but I was moonwalking across the stage while they were playing that. Unfortunately, I didn't miss it. I was not. I wish I could. Politicians do lie a lot. Well, <laughs> oh! that's possible. Oh! But not this one. Not By the way, we have auditions for our musical director <laughs> position. Nice work with That'll you, That'll be sometime this week if you'd like to be the musical director for the Huckabee Show. <laughs> we got a job opening as of right now. <laughs> I was going to say, give a big hand to Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. Would you just give a big hand to the Music City Connection? Yeah. And the artist formerly known as Trey Corley. Yes. Well, last week, thousands of people gathered at the state capitol in Nashville for Matt Walsh's rally to end child mutilation. The mission? To speak up for the large majority of Americans who oppose medical child abuse disguised as gender-affirming care. Here's just a glimpse of the event through our Huckabee cameras, which were there. We're starting a movement here, so it's like you don't know exactly what to expect, but the people came out in full force. And of course, we had the, the counter-protesters on the other side, but they were outnumbered probably 20 to 1. And also, they gave us an interesting contrast of you know, those people who want to shut down conversation uh, as opposed to us and, and the fact that we're, you know, we're standing for something, we're standing for truth. And uh, you leave an event like this, and I feel 
I feel uh, I feel hope, and I feel some um, that we have momentum. That there's a real movement, real movement growing from here. Well, Matt Walsh is doing some important work protecting kids from this ideology. But we need to remember that one of the primary ways the anti-scientific transgender ideology has gained a foothold in the culture was in the women's locker room. Riley Gaines was a multi-record-breaking four-time SEC championship gold medal college swimmer. She tied for fifth at the NCAA Women's Championships against trans swimmer Leah Thomas. Leah received his medal. Riley? Well, has not. Furthermore, she went up against Leah Thomas again for the NCAA's Woman of the Year event. Keep that in mind, Woman of the Year. Now Riley is fighting to preserve women's sports for women by heading up the nine pack. Would you please welcome a real hero, somebody with the guts to stand up and fight back. Riley Gaines, give her a big welcome. Riley, you have real guts to take on the sports world because right now the, the pressure is, well, just accept the fact that biological men are gonna be competing against you. Right, that's exactly what this has turned into. And I, I hate to say that it takes courage to state something that is so blatantly obvious. Men and women are different, um, but it, it has as a society, we've gotten to a point where it requires bravery to say that. So I appreciate that. Riley, I have to believe that there are many, if not, yes, give her a hand for that. That there are many, if not most, of the women athletes who have worked so hard under Title IX to have some, uh, really some skin in the game, to be able to participate in sports and have the support of their universities. Now seeing it just, just thrown away. Right. Yeah. Are, are there people upset about it, but just don't want to talk about it? Of course. Um, this is the 50th anniversary of Title IX. So this goes back half a century of women fighting, longer than that, yeah. of women fighting to get equal opportunity. And finally, we get there and we've done a total 180. Um, I think the left looks at this and thinks this is something that's progressive, but this is regressive. This is taking us back 50 plus years. This is not moving us forward. Um, I think... <laughs> I think that they think of this as inclusivity, but while being inclusive, we're excluding women, and that's what Title IX was created to protect. And Raleigh, I think sometimes people may not understand that Leah Thomas, who was a male and competed, was a mediocre swimmer. I mean, I'm not being unkind, but he was like ranked 432nd or something. But he then transitions and says he's a woman. He's still physically a man, but says he's a woman, and now he's like top ranked. Right. Um, yeah, so this is someone who's gone from 400th, 500th ranking in the nation as a male to a national champion um, as a female. The fastest collegiate female in all of the country, beating out Olympians and American record holders and people who have accomplished things that no other American female has after just one year. Um, and in an interview Thomas did, Thomas blamed this on being able to compete happy. Um, <laughs> I can promise you, you don't jump that much in the rankings from being happy. Um, That's an interesting, what yeah. a great perspective. Now, it also means that he insisted that he go into the women's locker room and he dress with all the women swimmers, right? 
Right. Yeah. This, that's exactly what that is, and that's the reaction that my parents had. I would think. Um, my husband has. He yeah. doesn't want me changing in a locker room with someone who has full male parts, yeah. uh, who still is attracted to females. How uncomfortable. Um, five years ago, this would have been some form of sexual harassment or sexual assault, a male exposing themselves to a female and watching a female as they undress. But now this is something we're celebrating and we're encouraging, and it's crazy. Uh, but actually, the Ivy League, they are trying to suppress their girls from speaking out on this. Um, they actually sent an email to their swimmers that said, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia in the locker room, um, here are some counseling resources that you should So seek. it's their fault, the girls' fault. The not... girls are thought to believe oh that God. seeing a man in the locker room and being uncomfortable is wrong. We used um, to celebrate modesty and think that it was a virtue. Are we now supposed to believe that it isn't? Right, yes. Um, by <laughs> us speaking out, we are transphobic and, and bigots. Riley, um, I, I do want to say that my understanding is that even in your outspokenness, that your school, University of Kentucky, has been supportive of you. Is that, is that the case? Yes, which I'm realizing is an anomaly. Um, our athletic director at the university is so fantastic. I can't say enough good things about him, and I think this speaks volumes on the Southeastern Conference in general, um, yeah. especially in comparison with the Ivy League and other leagues. Well, I, I want to say God bless the University of Kentucky. That's a little hard for this Razorback to admit, but I'm really proud of the University of Kentucky for standing with you on that. Uh, before I let you go, I want you to mention you have uh, created a political action committee to help people get elected. Tell me about that. Yes, so I'm co-chairing Nine PAC. Uh, it is a federal PAC. The intention is to raise money to endorse candidates who are willing to acknowledge that Biological women deserve um, spaces where they can change uh, privately and compete against a fair playing field. God bless you. I hope people will give to your PAC. You. I hope that PAC will help get some common sense people elected. Look, I think Riley Gaines is an absolute hero. Uh, even though she's a champion swimmer, I think she's a greater champion for common sense, and I'm so grateful. If you'd like yeah. to learn more about Riley Gaines' fight to save women's sports and the nine pack, you go to Huckabee.tv. We have a direct connection to what she's doing. God bless her. While Keith tells our viewers what's ahead, I want our audience to pay tribute to this remarkable young lady, Riley Gaines. Well, next, Mike breaks down the upcoming elections with pollster John McLaughlin. Later, Christian music star Kate Thompson performs on Huckabee. John McLaughlin is a political strategist and pollster with more than 40 years of experience, and he's earned a reputation for helping to win some of the toughest elections in the country and some of the toughest ones overseas. I'm well familiar with many of the works that he has done, and it's been amazing. The midterm elections are less than two weeks away, and they've got Biden big government socialists fighting for their majorities. Now, he's only one of two pollsters that I pay any attention to because he gets it right 
a whole lot more than not. Would you please welcome to the show a guy I really will listen to on polls, and that's John McLaughlin. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you, John. I, I have so much I want to get to with you, but let's just jump into it. If it were happening today, how would the elections turn out? Uh, the Republicans would win probably over 50 seats in the House, and they would take the Senate. By how many votes in the Senate, you think? Probably 53. Herschel might be in a runoff in Georgia, but uh, we'd probably get 53, maybe 54 seats. In the now, you're one of the few pollsters that are, that are seeing this trend in reporting, because a lot of them are saying, oh, it's too close to call. Democrats will still win the Senate. It'll be close, maybe 50-50. What are you seeing they don't see, or do they not want to see it? Well, we spend a lot of time and care in doing the surveys where we call actual people, <laughs> real yeah. voters, and we base it on previous elections when we build our models. So we don't underreport Republicans like the major media left-wing pollsters do, where they undercount Republicans. So in August, when we released our national, monthly national poll, it was 45-45 Republican to Democrat. It was uh, in September, 48-44 Republican to Democrat. Just last week, we had 49 to 43. Mm. And so the generic vote for the Republicans, that's what we saw in 1994. And the difference is 65% of all Americans think the country's on the wrong track. 67% of those people blame Joe Biden. And it was, yeah. Including this audience, it sounds like yep. so, yeah. And, and what's really bad about it is 60% uh, think we're in a recession, yeah. in spite of what they're being told. And 67 to 26, they think the economy's getting worse, not better, because inflation's the top issue. America looks weak. Um, and this is the saddest number in the poll. When we asked voters if they were impacted by inflation, 85% of all voters said they were. 85? 47% said they've been impacted by inflation to the point that they're having trouble making, meeting basic necessities. Hmm. And this is America. And, and Joe Biden this week said, oh, it's not really that bad. It just means you're going to have to buy the store brand cereal rather than Kellogg's Raisin Bran. And I thought, when is the last time he's been shopping? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think he took hunter shopping in China, but that was about <laughs> it. But that was, but, the line of the night right yeah, there. Sure, but, uh, wow. But but it's 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 we're ready to go vote and we've got just over a week to go vote. And hopefully it won't be like 2012. Remember in 2012, right? Thought Mitt Romney was going to win. Yeah. He was head of Obama in the polls. Then they stopped polling. Hurricane Sandy hits. Obama goes and hugs uh, Chris Christie, and all of a sudden, Sunday and Monday, he's ahead and he wins re-election. This time, there doesn't, I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do, but they'll, they'll pull out all the stops. It won't be pretty, but there's a lot of great candidates. Like, I'm working for two governor's candidates that are winning in deep blue states uh, or they're coming close, Bob Stefanowski in Connecticut, Lee Zeldin in New York. Yeah. And Lee Zeldin is neck and neck with Kathy Holcomb. That would be... Yes. Maybe one of the biggest races in the last 25 years. And, and we're seeing other races. This week, a lot of debates, Pennsylvania, Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed to, to maybe show the differences in the candidates. Was it too late? Are we too close to the election for it to matter? What's happening is this, most of the early absentee vote is trending Democrat. That there's more Democrats because the Republicans are waiting for early in-person voting, et cetera. But, um, you know, the debates are very helpful. I mean, I know Lee Zeldin, when he asked Kathy Hochul about crime, she said, I don't know why that's so important to you. I mean, it was a phenomenal line. Yeah. We got overshadowed that night because of Fetterman. 
Yeah. Uh, in Pennsylvania, I mean, the Democrats should be ashamed of themselves. And but they're trying to do a Joe Biden with Fetterman. They figure it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to make appearances. But they're being exposed. And what's really wrong about this is their policies have failed. The United States is weaker. The United States, the economy is people know inflation's a hidden tax. Crime is a national problem. The border's out of control. There's fentanyl. And, you know, Joe Biden cannot stop the war in Ukraine. And thousands of people are dying every week. And it's, it's just a sad spot to be in. But the American people, the heartland of America, we're going to go vote on November 8th. And we can send them a message and basically stop all this craziness and basically go back to, I mean, your previous guest, this idea of these transgender men playing sports with girls, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to people. Yeah, it's not it does fair. not. So we get to vote. John, I hope that people, if they have to uh, swim across a river at, at uh, flood stage, will do whatever it takes to get to the polls. Let nothing keep you from it. And uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the work you do and for being here to share with us. You do give me hope, I will tell you that. Now, you're going to want to get connected to the latest poll news from McLaughlin and Associates. And if you want to do that, if you go to Huckabee.tv, we will show you exactly how to link to John McLaughlin and his organization. And it will be encouraging, I'm sure. I'm going to do a little polling myself. I'm going to poll Keith Bilbrey, get his opinion on what's ahead of the show and whether we're going to like it or not. Well, it's no opinion. It's fact. A solid fact. You're about to be amazed by magician John Michael Hinton. Coming up next on Huckabee. Huckabee.tv and get your very own Made in the USA Huckabee mugs, t-shirts, and more. My next guest is a master at making everyday objects do impossible things. Maybe he could magically make Keith's clothes stylish. I don't know. Maybe he could do that. <laughs> Ah, no, he's not a miracle worker, not that. <laughs> but, but he is a fantastic close-up magician who's entertained millions of people live on YouTube and on Penn & Teller Fool Us. You're going to have a lot of fun with this, and I know I am. Please welcome the amazing John Michael Hinton. Hey. Mike, Governor, would you join me? And Dre, would you join me as well? Come on over, sure. guys. Give it up for our friends, would you please? Mike, come right on over here. Okay. And Trey, I'm going to have you guys do a swip, uh, swip flip swap, flip flop. Uh, Mike, I'm really known for Rubik's cubes. I'm going to get to that in a second. So go okay. ahead and mix that. Make sure it's uh, mixed up thoroughly. Before that, I have a little. Uh, yeah, I have a life hack for you. A lot more people care about this. So uh, I have right here something. Uh, and we all know what this is, but actually, a, a kid recently said, "Is that paper Venmo?" <laughs> uh, no, that's George Washington's son. Um, in fact, that is uh, that's one, two, three, four George Washingtons, which is almost enough to buy something at Starbucks, right? Almost, not like quite. something small. Uh, but that's all you honestly need because look, if you just watch. Whoa. <laughs> 
Those yeah, that's no longer George Washington. Now that's Benjamin Franklin. Wow. We like the Benjamin. Yes, I like Benjamin. In fact, that's 100, 200, 300, 400 dollars. Thank you guys very, very much. <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna, this is mixed, perfect. I'm gonna use okay. this in a second. Uh, All right. Because I need both of you, can you both of you put out a hand just like this for me? For the, uh, for the $100 bills? $100, yeah. yes. You got and, it. Um, can I get some mood music, please? Mood music. Perfect. Watch. <laughs> what my wife does with money like that. Wish I had that much hair. <laughs> now I know why they got me instead of you. Yeah, yeah. you've just witnessed is a federal offense. <laughs> can't do that with money. <laughs> I took one dollar, I crumpled up a whole hundred dollar bill, placed it in your hands, yes? Yes. Then I took out the other one, I ripped off 34 bucks. <laughs> yeah, at least. Then I placed it in your hand, then I took that piece from here and I placed it there. Yes. Recently, my wife told me, miracles do not have to be extravagant to be extraordinary. Would you please open it up? Yes. And open up that bill. It's all there. There's no tape, nope. no glue. That's a real hundred. One hundred dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> now listen. Yeah, hold on just for a second. Never give a hundred dollar bill to a politician. <laughs> there you go. Ever. <laughs> now if you're holding the piece, right. that's gotta mean something. Open it up. Look. No way. How? And look, that is a perfect That is. Match. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, do we have time for another one? Is that okay, real sure. quick? Sure. Real quick. Um, okay. If so you're look. throwing $100 bills out here, yeah. <laughs> we got listen, this is more of a life hack. Halloween's coming up. All Everybody's wondering how to get more candy. I figured out the easiest way is to get a Rubik's Cube that a governor has mixed and yeah. say, skittle, 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 skittle. And then you just throw it down and you get a bunch of skittles. <laughs> Whoa. So that's kind of the easier. Put your hands together, Trey. I'll, I'll give you some skittles there. That's for you. Thank you guys so very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Whoa. Hey, go to Huckabee.tv to learn more about John Michael Hinton. I, I want to learn more about him. I want to see him in person again, and I bet you do too. You can follow him on social media, see his many amazing YouTube videos, and awesome. you've got a book out. I do. Here. Actually, this whole book, the whole purpose of this book is to inspire the next generation to use their creative gifts, because I think all of us were created for a purpose. 
And I think if we could use those gifts that God has given us, whether that's me, that's magic. My daughter, she loves to draw. My son is really good at arguments. Mm. He's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I if bet I he will. inspire them, that's why I wrote this book called Imaginate, which Imaginate. the, the subtitle that. is uh, to unlock your purpose through creativity and collaboration. So that's, that's great. Kind of the whole point of it. All right. Imaginate is the book. And you may want to invite John Michael to come to your community and do what he just did for us, because I have no idea how he did it. I'll tell you something else I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea just what all Keith Bilbrey really knows about the show, but I know he has the ability to pull it out of his hat and tell us about it right now. I'm just wanting some Skittles myself. Stay right where you are. Contemporary Christian music star Kate Thompson talks to Mike and performs next on Huckabee. guest and American patriot, Natasha Owens. Welcome back, everybody. My next guest is one of the fastest rising young stars in contemporary Christian music. Since his very first single called Provider back in 2020, he has hit the Billboard charts and scored over 40 million streams, 40 million in just two years. His debut album is called Bigger Story. Would you please give a very warm welcome to a phenomenal talent, Cade Thompson. Cade, welcome. Thank you for having me. It is so good to be here. Good to be here. Brand new album. And uh, I mean, God just put his blessing on you right now. What's the most exciting part of seeing this moment happen? You know, it's so special for me growing up on Christian music, hearing these songs on Christian radio, growing up and now being able to hear my songs on Christian yeah. <laughs> radio. And speaking to this next generation uh, in this world, you know, everyone's seen a lot over the past few years, but I believe so much in the power of the gospel that has changed my life. And that's the reason why I'm on this stage tonight. When we hear the new album, what is going to touch us about it? Yeah, I've been really excited about this next project that I'm working on. I've been writing a lot of songs, and I can't share exactly what the, the album is called yet. But uh, my whole journey started with me just writing songs in my room to the Lord. And it's hmm. been special over the past few years to be singing these songs in rooms now full of people yeah. uh, who need this message more than ever. And I really want my message to touch people who are going through some of the deepest, darkest moments of their life. And that's why I do what I do. You know what? We're going to have you do just that right here on this stage to this room full of people. Keith Bilbrey, while we get all set up to perform, why don't you tell the viewers how they can hear more of Cade Thompson's music? For music, tour dates, social media pages, and more, go to Huckabee.tv. You can also see an exclusive performance of Cade's hit, Provider. Now, performing his new release, Arms of Jesus, with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection and Mike on Bass, Here's Cade Thompson. You know, it can be so easy to fall into the ways of the world when you're going through your deepest, darkest moments. But tonight, I want you to fall into the arms of Jesus. Amen.
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. 